what is going on today? Is it, what is it? Emily, can, can you come back on Emily? Metro, what? No, wait. Mercury retrograde. The shadow period of Mercury retrograde is beginning. Mercury retrograde is when Mercury appears to be traveling backwards in the sky. It happens three to four times a year and it's about three weeks. And it really messes with communication and technology. It's one of those days that a girl goes through. Welcome to Take Me to Coffee. This is a mentorship podcast for the digital age, for the doers, the rule breakers, people who are building it from the ground up. From movie stars to blog writers to actors and skincare entrepreneurs. In this day and age, we have something to learn from everyone. So this is your weekly chance to get personal with people who've been down the road before you. And soak up a whole lot of inspiration from every corner of the internet. This is how you know we're actors. When you listen to other podcasts, like normal people, they just read their their yeah. intro the same every time. And it's like fucking Shakespeare mm-hmm. over here is <laughs> like, what can I bring to it today? <laughs> Sometimes I just open my mouth. I don't actually know what's going to come out. It just comes out. Sometimes? Pretty much every time I open my mouth, I don't know what's going to come out. There's not a lot going on up here. There is a lot going on here, though. Can we just talk about what's going on today? What, no, what happened? You tell us. You tell us what's going on today. We had our own problems. So we were doing back-to-back, you know, podcast recordings today. Right. And uh, it was like one of those days. We've had a couple of those. It's like yeah. crazy. You've got auditions. I've got meetings between the two things. So I took all my stuff down to 110. And I'm on the subway. And we get an email from WeWork while I'm on the subway. And it's like, sorry, Wi-Fi is down for the whole building, the whole fucking building. Stop by the third floor. We'll rebook you into another WeWork. And I, you know, I just, oh, God. And so the Wi-Fi was down. And then they booked me into a different WeWork. So I schlepped all my shit to that we work down the street it was like 10 minutes away but then they fucked that room up and i didn't have it so then you had to cover that entire interview by yourself sorry about that this entire interview or that entire this interview? is the uh the intro for the, the one you already did okay so so this this see that's what i'm saying it's that kind of day like nobody's thinking straight it's crazy it's late in the afternoon i haven't had my second or third cup of coffee yet Game on. I really hope that I don't have the same problem tomorrow because I'm flying to LA and I need not to have all of these technology problems tomorrow. <laughs> I need an easy travel day. And travel. No, shut up. So like delay, Guys. but delays and stuff. But mechanical stuff and delays, like it's not crazy. <laughs> You're such a dick. <laughs> it hasn't started yet. The shadow period hasn't started. No, and it starts on Saturday. It hasn't started. Oh. Fine. Yeah, I have a question for the two of you, Emily and Andrew. I might have an answer for one of us. As my friend Emily McGill often says, I am not like, woo. Yeah, yeah You know, yeah. I don't do the star signs and stuff. Hippy dippy shit. Yeah, I feel like, do you feel like now that I know because you guys tell me this stuff that like I'm causing these mm-hmm. implosions accidentally and if I didn't know any of it, we wouldn't be running into these issues? Or do you think it's a placebo effect at this point? Because you're like, shit, I just, it just happens to be coincidental. I know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Now that you know about it, are you going to blame it on that? Is there anything, Emily, about that, like written about? It's like Schrodinger's cat of Mercury and retrograde. Um, or it just happens when it happens. Well, no what. let's see. Think of it as like it's ripe for a type of interaction. Ah. So, for example, when there's a trine or a, a what? A, there are these all these different. <laughs> there are all these different words. A tr- what did you say? Should a I trine? bring out like a, a, yeah, a, a big chalkboard or something? Yeah, please. Um, <laughs> yes, please. 
Yeah, depending on the so let's say like two planets are in like a trine. What's a trine? It's angles. It's all math and science. And oh. yeah, it's all it's all it's completely based in math and science. Degrees of uh, degrees of the planets yeah. towards each other. Like it's it's oh. fucking amazing. It's amazing. So basically, today's disasters over and over again are like the dress bad dress rehearsal for a great opening night, right? Yeah. No, I mean that's that's actually exactly right. That's the best analogy you could have for the theater folk out there. That is the best analogy you could have given. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah, hey, Andrew. You're, you're welcome. Yeah, hey, well, your your unemployment beard is coming real nice, coming in real listen, nice. Listen, for our Patreon Coffee Club members, when we start that motherfucker finally, Patreon Coffee Club members, you can watch the growth of my unemployment beard <laughs> for the last four weeks. Oh, gross. Through the last four weeks of episodes, oh. you can watch my unemployment beard, depending on how they actually come out. So I might have a full beard, like Hatfields and McCoy style beard on one episode, and then when whenever we release these, I want you guys to be able to get at us on Twitter, TM2C Podcast, or, or on Instagram, and be like, oh my god, these, this is the, the trajectory, the gestation of my beard. It's Ew. The, no. Damn it, what's the word? <laughs> I don't Where's know. the fucking words? <laughs> but yes, just to quickly wrap this up, our, our guest is a Virgo, which is wonderful, and it was mentioned... Right. And we asked him, we asked him about his Virgo qualities and his answers. Pretty spectacular. It was such a Virgo answer, too. <laughs> it was such a Virgo answer. <laughs> Tell me about our guest. Tell me everything I missed. Fill me in. <laughs> me and Emily learned about skincare. You are so pleased. You missed out. But you know what? You can listen to this episode that we so adeptly handled without you. <laughs> We did miss you, though. There, there are some things that we didn't get asked that you would have asked. And I tried to, like, embody you a little bit and, like, bring bring a little Jess Ryan into the That's interview. Amazing. And I think I did an okay job. Nobody can fill your shoes, clearly. Oh, keep going. But I think we tried. We really, really tried. I know. I was on the train on the way down, and I was slacking Emily because I, I, like, had some real like things that I was really interested in hearing him talk about because after, you know, combing through all of his social media and his podcasts and all that stuff. And of course, like, oh, of course I didn't make it to the podcast. Well, Hassan Sayed is the founder of House Urban Apothecary. And I love saying house because it's the German house. word for house. H-A-U-S, Urban Apothecary. It's a natural skin plus body care company originally designed and inspired for the performing artist, right? So he was like, oh my God, I'm working, doing this job. And what job? His Well, he's working in the theater, right? He works in the theater. Ah. So he started his company. He works in the theater. He started in the theater. Got it. Right? He was a, he's a creative type. And he was doing a show and hurt himself. And he was like, well, God, I need something. Like, I don't have the, the tools around me to be able to take care of my body. How do I get back to health? He made his own, like, bath salt soak. Mm. Right? And this started the idea. Mm. So he starts his company. And it has blossomed into this brilliant, bespoke um, skincare line and body care line, but it has fun little names. I was like, oh, hey, Hassan, like, what do you, like, do you play and you kind of pander into the, like, kitschy, you know, novelty ideas of uh, naming your things? He's like, well, yeah, we do. This one's called, and then I'm going to let you guys listen to the episode and find out. <laughs> dot, oh, dot, my dot. God. And just so, we're, just so we're clear, I don't know, and I won't be able to listen to the episode <laughs> until it's going through editing. So now mm-hmm. I just get to wait. You're an asshole. <laughs> yep. The thing I like so much about that origin story uh, is uh, actually this, I guess, is a little bit of an announcement, but we are going to be featured in West 40 se- uh, 42nd Street Magazine in March, the podcast. Um, what? I know. Wait, what? Yeah. 
this is news to me. There's something new for me. There you go. It's an announcement. Something new for all of us. And uh, because (laughs) I write, they actually asked me to write our little article and they want like a, you know, listicle of the top things that we've learned. And I've been thinking about it over the last couple of days. And, you know, my favorite thing about the podcast that we've learned is that big ideas start in the smallest of places. And I think that's true of this story with him too. It's not like from what you told me, Hassan just was like, yeah. I am going to be a skincare mogul one day. Do you know what I mean? He was, it's like following that breadcrumb trail of like, how do I take care of my skin while I'm on stage and I'm wearing all this makeup? Ooh, that's fun. I'll just make it for, I need opening night presents and I don't want to fucking go shop at tight flying tiger again. I'll give him this. And yep. then, you know, it builds and it builds and it builds into something bigger. Like seeing what the makeup that we're expected to wear on stage, yeah. especially females, and people of color and things like mm-hmm. that is like you are you have this makeup which is just absolutely greasy and gross and pancakey and Bill Nye or Ben Nye sorry Bill oh, I know you're, you listen to our podcast so not Bill Nye the kind of, <laughs> but Ben Nye makeup is like your go to oh stage God. makeup it is cakey it's terrible for you you can't get the shit off it takes weeks for this shit to fall this off basically true. you're sloughing off your old dead skin cells with the makeup <laughs> to be able to actually get it off it's so true it's pretty heinous just like rubbing off my Stipple beard. Stipple beard. Ugh, stipple. Um, and, and the way that he's built his business and the way that he's modeled it is for is built for expansive growth. It's not uh, built for immediate like flash in the pan style growth, which he talks about. And it's it's just a really it's a kind of a magical story. And the way that he recounts it and his just general personality, I'm obsessed with <laughs> I can't wait for you guys to hear this episode. Uh, I am deathly serious that this is going to be one of the better ones that we've had out there because me, well, A, you weren't there. Hey, rude. I was totally kidding. That was so mean. <laughs> that was so mean. Uh, so listen, don't forget, if you'd like to be a guest on TM2C, head over to Twitter and follow us at TM2C Podcast to leave us a video ask question for our upcoming guests, and you might even be featured on this episode. Guys, I'm so excited to listen to this episode with you. So we hope you and me enjoy this episode of Take Me to Coffee with Hassan Saeed. <laughs> Speaking of beautiful things, look at how handsome you are. Good God. What's your morning uh, routine? What's, how do you wake up and look like that? I've got a perfect three-quarter shot. Of course you do. It depends Stop. on the framing. I, call, I mm-hmm. always tell people, mm-hmm. I'm situationally fine. right? Like Depending oh, on, yeah. on the day or, the, or the, the situation, I'm a stunner. Some days, though, it's not cute. Not cute at all. No, no. Um, my, my whole kind of routine in terms of skincare, it's pretty minimal. And when I say minimal, I'm thinking in terms of category. Like I have friends who have 13 and 15 step routines. Um, I personally feel like over manipulating the skin is the root of a lot of issues. So for me, it's a cleanser, a toner, a moisturizer, maybe a serum, and then a sunscreen. And that's it. Also, I brush my eyebrows because they get unruly. I mean, they look amazing. I might actually have to take that. I'm, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take a couple of lessons today. You know what? I'm gonna have my own questions today. Yes, We're gonna have a lot of questions from my guests, but I'm gonna have my own questions today. So when I was actually talking about your morning routine, I was thinking like, because we're on. Go- Take me to coffee. And I love that cup. By the way, can you just like for the rest of our people who can't visually see it? It says what it does says, it say? Go to hell. 
but it's in a Care Bear fo- <laughs> format, Care Bear font with rainbows and stars and hearts. Because <laughs> that's how I live my life, you know? It's, yes. it's Iron Fist Velvet Glove. So what do you do? What kind of coffee are you drinking this morning? Uh, this is actually a Vietnamese pour over coffee. I have recently, and I think we've said this on many of the, uh, since our sustainability episode, we had a sustainability expert on here, uh, single use plastics, things like that. And I was a pod yeah. guy, right? And now we've gone to, now we've gone to this uh, in our house. We had to go immediately after my wife heard the episode. She was like, we have to go get a pour over coffee yeah. situation. We go get the pour over coffee and I'm the only one using it now because she was like, I can't do it. It's so much stuff. I can't, it's just too much. It's not convenient enough. I like the ritual of it, you know, like setting everything up, the slow pour. But this particular um, brand is actually a company called Copper Cow Coffee and they do portable pour over. Copper Cow. So yeah. these are, these are single use um, recyclable sachets. So you open them. So they come in like a little, um, a little plastic outer thing, very thin plastic. I think it's a PET and mm-hmm. you rip it open. It looks like a tea bag and then you set it. it has little arms you set it on the outside of your mug and then you pour the hot water over that and then you dispose of the bag and then you're good to go how do we not know that that's so crazy because we've like again we've had the sustainability expert on here and she didn't really mention that but now we know yeah it's it i travel with them it's so convenient and and it's vietnamese coffee too so it comes with condensed milk and sugar if you're into that i like mine black listen i know how to shop (laughs) Clearly, clearly you do. Uh, I want to know a couple of things about your business. Like, what is it? What is it that you do for all of our listeners out there? I know we had the Instagram thing and the you know the questions and stuff like that. Just introduce yourself a little bit and say, like, you know, what is it that what is it that you do and how you got started a little bit? Yeah. So overall, I'm the founder of a natural skincare company called House Urban, which is originally designed to meet the needs of the professional performing artist. Um, It's because everything that they wear for work is pretty terrible. It's oily. It's thick. uh, You sweat through it. It's baked under by hot lights. Um, and when your body is literally your business, that becomes a liability after a certain amount of time. You know, you're stuck in an eight-month contract where you're green and then all hell starts to break loose. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you're referring to uh, some of our witches out there in the wicked world. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But that's for anyone though. Yeah. Wake glue, the dusty, dirty theaters. And you know, you get a call in the middle of the day for an audition and you've got like a visitor on your nose and you got to go in and tell this story and you're not gonna be able to focus. It takes yeah. you out of the moment. So right. for me, it was about how do we give these people who give us so much and give it themselves so frequently one less thing to worry about so they can show up as the best versions of themselves and also make a little more money. Oh, the truth, the truth. But also, I mean, it takes it takes away the level of, uh, you know, worry, like you said, exactly. right? Like we've all been in that situation where you've got something on your face and you're like 15, you walk to school and you see the boy or the girl that you like and you're like, I'm terrible. I'm terrible. It just fucks yeah, with your self-confidence, absolutely. right? And it's that mind-body connection, yeah. especially if you're actually in a contract, yeah. right? You've got to lock in and tell this story night after night. And what I found too is that most people who are professionals, let's say they're doing an eight-show week, you know, they're going in, they're doing their gig. They're usually so exhausted by the time they leave. They're going home. They're kind of doing one of these with a wipe that's been soaking in alcohol and sulfates. They're falling into bed and then they're doing it again, over and over and over again. And if you have any underlying issues, and most of us do, it's going to get worse. So my mission was to educate artists on the beauty of natural skincare, the the power of self-care, and really imagine what would happen if you felt like you look like a star every day. How does that reverberate out into the world? Put put yourself out there in the best light that you could possibly do. Three-quarter package. Three, three-quarter shot. That's all you need. All you need is three-quarter. Do you do assessments? Could I pay you possibly for Absolutely. an assessment of my own skin as I'm almost 40 years old and I've not worn a stitch 
of makeup. Yeah. Like I was doing Rock of Ages on Broadway, right? And I had to wear like the whole Stacy Jacks get up. Yeah. Exactly. And I and I was like glittered lips and the the thing. And I had the worst time that glitter getting rid of all of that. And finding myself like with a super abrasive uh, pads or some kind of like, you know, because I don't put anything on my face. I don't even wash my face. I'm a very fortunate human being where I like I don't I, I just never have. And I've never really had a problem. And when I do actually put something on my face that is not meant to be there, I f- it freaks out. My skin freaks out. So two things. One, uh, I have a very good friend of mine. So I call my customers the house bunnies. Um, she's an OG house bunny. H H A U S by the way. S-A-U-S, yes. Which is g- the German, the German house. for house. <laughs> um, and <laughs> she was one of my original house bunnies. Her name is Ashley Matthews. She was in the Vegas company of Rock of Ages. Um, when I launched. Yes, I know Ashley. Yeah. Right when I launched and she's actually doing it off Broadway now. And you know, our product was the only thing that would get that glitter off night after night. Should ask her. The worst, the absolute worst. Yeah. (laughs) And the second thing is, you know, I get this question all the time. And when we were fielding for questions for this, I had to tell people like not to ask me their personal skin questions. It's not what this is about, but the cornerstone of having a happy face and clear skin is washing your face. You have to wash your face. Mm. Like you, it's not mm. negotiable. Mm-hmm. And even in your case, right? So you haven't worn any makeup, fine, but you live in New York City, correct? Yes. So I just want you to think about, like, would you walk around barefoot in New York City? I live in the dance belt. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't at all. Your face is basically walking around barefoot in New York City all day, every day, and you're not washing it. <sighs> and then you're crawling into bed with your wife and with your dirty face all over your pillowcases. And how often are those being washed? Like it starts to mm. kind of compile. But I get it. But I get it. Wash your face. Wash your face. Please. Wash your face. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll, we'll sidebar this. Table this. We'll shove that off to later so I can actually pay you for your services because I know that you don't do this shit for free. <laughs> See? I mean, somebody's got to make that money, right? Speaking of money, what was your inspiration for this whole thing? Just just finding like your the dirty girls and the dirty boys and, you know, finding your friends being like, what in the fuck? Like, have you always been someone who's like been interested in facial cleanses and washes and was it your own personal thing? It's a little bit of both. I, you know, I was an actor for a very long time and I wasn't really finding what I needed, but I was also a professional consumer. So like- my best friend, once a, once a month, she'd come to my house and just shop my bathroom, right? She'd bring a big bag and I'd be like, you can have this, you can have this, you can have this, I don't like this. <laughs> so I was constantly like in the throes of it. <laughs> but where it really started right. was I had a major injury and I was out for, you know, almost four or five months. And then um, like a major injury. And I got better, went through physical therapy. And of course, my thought wasn't, okay, you just had this major like life-changing injury. Maybe you should ease back into it. My thought was, holy shit, I'm going to lose my agent. I need to book some work fast. So I wind up booking this musical and it was just really intense. And my skin started to freak out and my body started to hurt in ways it hadn't before. And I saw a dermatologist and she was just like, yeah, you had a really traumatic experience. This is a natural reaction. But A, I wasn't accepting that. B, I didn't have a cover and, you know, I had an eight show week, so I needed to figure it out. So I started, uh, it started with a, a bath salt. I blended myself a bath salt. I had a sort of semi-working knowledge of essential oils and I blended this salt and I would soak in it after the show every night. And I always felt like a brand new person when I woke up and I was like, oh, this is amazing. So uh, I gifted it to my castmates at the time as an opening night gift. And they all came back and they were like, my back doesn't hurt. My, my, my trick leg is back. And, and everyone was just like, yeah, this is cool. And I was like, great, cool. I made a thing. And I sort of just moved on. And then shortly after that, actually, it was it was Ashley Matthews. We were having lunch one day and she goes, you know, I have chronic dry lip and I've tried everything and nothing is working. And I said, okay, well, have you tried this? Yeah. I went through like a list of products because again, I've, I know all the products. 
She's like, nothing works. And sure. I, I had been itching to try to make a lip balm anyway. Yeah. And I was like, let me make you something. So I went to my kitchen and I started mixing up a lip balm for the first time ever. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And I made like a couple tubes of it and I gave it to her. And I was like, try this. And knowing it wasn't going to work, right? I just wanted to, like, I wanted to do this little crafty project and I had an excuse. Now. Right, right. And she called me about three weeks later and she was like, what did you put in that? And I was like, oh, shit, did you have a reaction or something? What happened? <laughs> and I got panicked. She said, no, I'm I'm cured. Like, it's gone. Like, my lips feel amazing. Like, you can't not make this anymore because I, like, I need a case of it. So it was those two instances where I was like, okay, this is twice this has happened. Maybe I'm onto something. And as I started to do the research, this had to be around 2000, 2007 or 2008. You know, there was, there were natural products, but they were all very, like, crunchy granola, right? There's other things you did, you wanted to buy. Yeah, and there wasn't yeah, anyone who was really serving this community of people. And especially if you're on tour, you're on the road, like you don't have the creature comforts of home. You can't always run out and get your favorite thing, um, depending on where you're at. So I saw an opportunity to really address this very small, very niche market. And uh, I got to work. We talked to a lot of people, but like your story specifically is like finding the niche, finding the void, and then having the wherewithal to be like, there's a void, let me fill that void. But by doing something that you are passionate about and that you've kind of, it doesn't sound to me like you stumbled upon yeah. this. You have some working knowledge of essential oils, like you said. So what brought you to that level, right? You're like a kid in front of the stove being like, well, if I melt down this and I do that and I put this together and I rub yeah. this, like wh what was your first thought? Well, I always tell people that this was a struggle that like, I had to essentially learn organic chemistry and I was only trained to count to eight. <laughs> <laughs> right. It, it took me a little longer. Sure. But my yeah. first so trip it, it's really library. helping you in the kitchen. I was living in yeah. LA at the time and they have a really great science and technical library. So I was just like, you know, what prompted me to go to the library is, is I didn't know anything about the space. So I was like, I'm going to start a cosmetics company. What do you do? You hire a consultant. So I reached out to this consultant who ran like a beauty think tank and I sent her over my idea. She's like, let me send you over a proposal for what we can do. She sends me this proposal and it's $200,000. I mean, is this, are we talking, are we starting start to finish? Did she just write you an entire deck, like a full proposal? It was a proposal of here's what we can do for you. And it essentially came down to, we'll make sure your formulas work and we'll help you name them. Okay. Yeah. Right. So I open that email. I read it. I look over my library card sitting on the desk and I was like, guess we're going to the library, son. So yeah, right. <laughs> trekked on down to the science and technical library. And the, the first thing that I did as I checked out autobiographies for or biographies, um, one on Madam C.J. Walker yes. and then the other on Lisa Price of Carol's Daughter to understand their trajectories and how that kind of started. And then I started looking at um, checking out books around aromatherapy, essential oils, natural products, and, yeah. and blending in your home, right, with minimal preservatives. So that's where I started. And I started with some recipes that were available there. And then I started to try to build mm -hmm. on that knowledge and customize things from there. And then it's just sort of continued to build as I tested things out. Fascinating. Fascinating. So, okay. And I can imagine that you've got like beakers and things like that, or was it just like pots and pans? Literally, literally pots and pans. You oh, know, like and like pots, mixing bowls pans, and things cups. that you kind of reallocated yeah. for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I had like specific like cosmetic mixing bowls and Tupperware. And uh, I still do. I, I've got some glass sure, beakers sure. now, like I've upgraded a little bit, but you know, like 
I use a I use a, a stand up KitchenAid to blend our body butter. Of course you do. Of it's course. like it's it's the perfect amount of width. Oh, it's so you know? good. Like, but you have to be, especially as a new business owner or founder, you have to be able to like take those things that you have around your house and re, re- reallocate them into a unitasker of some oh, sort yeah. to be able to like I can bake a cake, but I can also make a fucking delicious body butter. I filled my very first bottles with a turkey baster. God damn you. God damn you for being so ingenious. <laughs> damn you. You know what? Now now that we've talked about the science of it a little bit, I want to go to like our first question here. Yeah. Let me just go for it. Ring the bell. We got a bunch of questions written in on Instagram and Twitter. So this week we're reading them. Your first question comes from at MoMusic14. What was the hardest part of the process? And also sole proprietor or LLC? So LLC, um, I, I was a sole proprietor for a long time until we launched. And for liability purposes, I switched over uh, corporations. But that is something that you'll need to, uh, there's no blanket approach to that. So do your research and get some legal advice before you commit. But if you're wondering about it, just go for an LLC. Because if you're a sole proprietor, at some point, you're going to have to switch over. So that's that. Um, the biggest kind of struggle for me, I think, was funding this. You know, like I have always had a job and it's a product based business. And there are things that you don't think about. You know, you buy a product, you take that little shrink wrap, that safety wrap that's on the outside and you peel it off and you throw it away. That's three cents. <laughs> it's real, though. Like, it's the real. lining that, that you that that you peel back. That's two cents. Mm-hmm. The label is probably about a dollar fifty. The bottle might be eighty five cents, depending on where you source it. Like there are all these little like nickel and dime sorts of things that you have that you don't think about that cost money before you even get yeah. to the stuff on the inside. In terms of the category, you know, most beauty brands are spending more money on the marketing than they are the actual product anyway. So, which is so unfortunate. Yeah, it is. And I think that's also what sets us apart because these formulas are fucking good. Like I spent five years developing them. It was five years of development. And then, uh, you know, we've been in business for four. So it took me five years to launch. And most of that was just because I had a limited access to capital. I was, you know, working at Banana Republic on Fifth Avenue and trying to pay an art director and, and trying to like scrape up the money to get all my products tested at the same time, you know? So that was the slog for me. And it's and it's still a struggle, especially as we grow. And we have people who are committed customers and they're asking for things. And people don't necessarily understand that research and development is expensive. And the development of a new product and testing it, it takes time and a lot of money. So trying to keep up with the demand, while also making sure that we don't grow too fast and burn out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't want to be a flash in the pan, that's for sure. But also committed to what your original idea was to actually facilitate and help the human being behind the product. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not worried like Estee Lauder now is and no offense to any big box company like that. Like like you said, it is about getting the customer to buy it as opposed to what it's doing for you, which I think you've like really tapped on. It's not how I'm giving it to you. It's how it's like what you're getting from it. That's correct. And I and I think that the proof for that, the proof point for that for me has been, you know, I developed this with the professional performer in mind. I would say we test on actors, not animals. <laughs> What's the difference really though? I mean, at the end of the day. I mean you get really get down to it, right? <laughs> but the percentage of our customer base of people who are performers versus what we call civilians has shifted. And now they've come to understand that like, yeah. okay, if there's a ballerina who's using this muscle soak and she's getting through her show, it's going to help me when I decide to run that marathon. Or, you know, we tested our cleanser on drag queens. If you can get off that paint, your little Saturday night beat that you're doing when you go out with the girls, 
it's, it's gonna, not going to stand a chance. You're going to be fine. Again, born out of necessity. And like, did you go to your friends in the community yeah. and you say, hey, listen, like, can you do me a solid? Were they, was everybody kind of like on board with it? They're like, oh shit, yeah, I'll try that out. Or were they just kind of like, mm, oh, I, I had know. volunteers before I even asked. Like they would, they heard what I was doing and they were like, so you, you, you need a tester? <laughs> do you need right. a, like a beta tester? Do you need a beta tester? That's, that's really funny. Of course. Every, we're actors. We want free shit all the time. They love it. They love it. And it's also, they want to be the, the, the one, they want to be the people to say they tried it first before it even hits the market. So when it hits, they're like, oh, I had that yes. six months ago. Right. The check out my IG. Yeah. Look at the date stamp. I had that shit right. before JLo had that. You know what I mean? Fingers crossed. JLo, if you're listening. Right. Hey, Jenny. We're selling you products. Hey, girl. Uh, fierce Super Bowl performance, by the way. Uh, she did really well. She, her and Shakira was beautiful. Can we talk about like 50? Can we just like one second, just cross over? How amazing her and Shakira Listen. look. Do you think those women could benefit from you? Well, I, honestly, no, because that's a lot of money. Like the access oh. that those women have to to technology oh, and lasers okay. and and machine, like, no, there's nothing I can do for them. but that's what i love about your product though but that's what i'm saying is like that's what's so important about you and your product Mm. though is that it is bespoke right it is you putting the love into it as opposed to like having like this team of people just around you with lasers and what i imagine like a the newer version of like a wizard of oz like around you in your face like that's what i imagine yeah i mean and i would love to get there right like that's that's the goal but you know, my 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 heart and my soul is in these bottles, and yeah. and every product I test for months on end on myself before I hand it off to anyone. And I, I also recognize that skincare is a very emotional topic for people, especially if it's something that you struggled with. And to give people a little bit of relief um, and a little bit of of joy, it's it's the best thing in the world. I think Emily might have a question for you, actually, based on that. I'm going to cut in a little bit on behalf of Jess as well. Um, Something that, you know, we've all noticed from watching some of your IGTV and and just following some of your social and your content as well, it all feels very personal. Um, It feels like, of course, like a a human journey, not just another marketing brand scheme campaign. Um, What about skincare rings meaningful or important for you for people of color, for performers, for representing different people um, in a very, you know, industry capitalist uh, campaign? Yeah. um, Speak to the the need for people of color. It it goes beyond representation. I think it's also practicality. Uh, There are needs that we have that other brands just don't address. You know, for me, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on the lighter end of black people. So what happens for me when I get a blemish, I don't just have to treat the blemish. I always get a mark or a scar after it leaves a little souvenir. So I have to learn how to treat both. So one pops up and I'm like, okay, now I need to triage this because otherwise it's going to be a problem. Hyperpigmentation is, a, is an issue for us. You know, uh, brown people tend to have oilier skin, which means they need products that have less of the bad oils in them and more of what we call the hydrophilic oils. So those are avocado oils and jojoba oils that work like a magnet to pull the bad, the bad oils out, dirt, oil, sebum, the thing that's, that's kind of making you shiny and clogging you and leaving the good oils, which is the hydrophilic oils behind to keep you moisturized and keep your skin balanced. So there are all these nuances that have not been considered previously for us. I've seen, you've seen a shift in the last 15 to 20 years, um, but we're still not at the forefront, but we spend the most money. So it's almost kind of galling, right? It's almost like the fashion industry. And, and, and we look at inclusion and sizes. Those brands could absolutely offer you more sizes if they wanted to, but they don't want to. 
And that is the core of the issue. So for me, it was like, okay, I can continue to complain about it, or I can go serve these people. And uh, you know, the majority of my customers at this point are Black women, and they are the most vocal, and they are the most supportive, and I would not have a business if it weren't for them and their belief, but also the fact that their needs weren't being met properly. So that that's one end. Um, in terms of performers, it's a hard life. It's a hard life, and it's hard on your mind, it's hard on your body, it's hard on your spirit. And we're in a place where, you know, sometimes you ask an actor how they're doing, and they'll just tell you the last three things that they did on the resume. It's not what we asked you, though. I asked how you were doing. And they have to walk around, and they're so vulnerable for work. <laughs> it's their job. And they hear, you know, your average performer hears, uh, yeah. gets, faces more rejection yeah. in a month than most people do in a year. There is emotional fallout for that. It's the only industry where they can openly discriminate against you based on how you look on any given day. So when it comes down to controlling the controllables, giving them the tools they need to feel good about themselves is paramount for me. I don't like the way that America treats its artists at all. There's so much stigma and there's so much disrespect. And these people train and they leave their hearts on the floor and on the stage every time they get the opportunity. And they're deaf. Most of them aren't making the money that people think that they're making. So it's not for the money. They're not motivated by the money. You can't be. Because that's not enough when it gets hard. So being able to celebrate them, it's really this line. In so many ways, it's a love letter to artists all, all over. So well put. Sure. Now I want to get on to something else. What is the business like? How was it to be a young entrepreneur, yeah. someone who's fresh into the game, and you said you didn't have a lot of capital. I want to kind of expand on that a little bit. What was the what was kind of the next step, right? To so you didn't have the capital. Did you find the funding? Did you just kind of make ends meet until you had somebody have the product take off? Or what what, what got you started like as far as the business venture went? I scrimped and I saved wherever I could. And I was getting ready to launch. I was probably like three or four months out of launch. And I have a close friend who called me one day and was like, listen, how's the launch going? And I was like, uh, <laughs> we're, we're, I'm going to do it. I was like, I'm going to do it, but I, I'm not sure how, you know, financially, like, there were some things that came up and he was just like, okay, I want to be an angel investor. I'll cut you a check, get this launched. And he literally was like, I've seen the progress that you made over the last three years. I completely believe in everything you're doing. Push the button. What do you need? That, that first opportunity was huge. And that was able to sort of bridge some of the gap. But prior to that, I literally was just whatever I had after bills went directly into the business. I had to make some big sacrifices. You know, I, I couldn't live alone anymore. <laughs> like There were all these things I sort of had to give up and, and really understand that this is for the greater good. I coded my own website at one point, like I even trying to get samples. So we had samples of our cleanser. I needed samples. And there are all these companies that specialize in cosmetic sampling. And they wouldn't take me on because I was too small. So I just kind of had to figure out how I was going to do this. I found this random medical device company in San Diego that had the machine that did the thing I needed them to do. And I paid this guy off and he made my first 5,000 samples. What? <laughs> like you just, you have to hustle. Like you just back to the library. You got to hustle back to the library. Back, I got to learn how to start a business back to the library. You have to find the possibilities and, 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 you know, Sometimes no is just not right now or no, no, I don't think we can do this, but you have to find a way. And that's been the story of my entire existence so far. Slinging, slinging products. Can we, uh, can I just sidebar this? I want to know if there's now that I'm thinking about the, mm -hmm. I count only count yeah. eight comment you made earlier. I want to know, are all your products like funny like names of things that you do, like in your, you're like kickball, change your face. You know what I mean? Like, is it like, is it, is it like novel? Is it, you know, is, are you winking at the business with your, with the names it of your is. thing? So this is our muscle soak. It's called super swing. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. Yes. This yes. is our micellar water. So micellar water is a, is an easy way to wash your face without having to use a sink. So it gets off all the makeup. This one's called Quick Change. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. This is our travel toner. It's called Double Time. Uh, we have a facial oil called Headshot. Yeah, you do. Yes, yeah. you do. I yeah. love it. I love every single thing about it. This is a week and a nod to my people, though. You know, like, we see you. This, that's what I'm saying. But you have to, though, because we've both been in the community for a long time. And we see people, um, you know, like, going without because the, i think the, the nature of the industry is is inherently old school yes antiquated but uh, antiquated in so many ways yes, exactly. and unfortunately it's the gatekeepers who are preventing you from moving forward because they have too much money invested in the old way of doing things because once you start to shake that table then everyone's going to you when you start to offer a little bit of transparency people start to see where the opportunity lies and where they mm-hmm. haven't been paid or where they haven't been taken care of and then that's when the revolution starts and i don't want to do that uh you said it. And speaking of revolutions, I want to go on to this next question. I know Emily's going to ask it because it has something to do with the way that you are in your life. No. <laughs> um, we have a question from Ryan G. Hins. And personally love this question because I'm an astrology nerd. But it starts with, hard question for Virgos. What will you need to achieve in life in order to be satisfied that you've met your potential? Hmm. Well, okay. So I'm clearly a Virgo. Um, <laughs> like I said, we just wanted to know. For me, it's it's security, and I, you know, and I've I've thought about that. Like, there's a certain number of in terms of money that I'd like to hit, um, and I have some other sort of like worldly goals. Like, I, there's a I want to own property of a particular square footage on the island of Manhattan, um, and still feel comfortable. And that's when I I think that mm. a that in one way is how I can gauge. That's the barometer of how well I'm doing. Um, but also, I always think about my legacy. Like, what are people going to say when you're gone? You know, who's going to speak at your funeral? Uh, what's it going to be like? What's the vibe? And are gonna they going to say nice things? Right. Well, are they going to say? Nice yes, things? they're going to because I have advanced directives. So. I know who to allow to speak and who who's who who's going to be on that board and who isn't. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's such a Virgo thing. That's such a Virgo. I'm thing. the person. I would have a dress rehearsal for my funeral. If people weren't so creeped out by it. I mean, you've already got a stage manager hired, don't you? <laughs> you got a funeral. No, we're right. not a stage manager. I don't have a funeral director or nothing like that. That's it's so morbid, but. Just, I feel like it's I a might leave video. a video message to be played. Like, I'll give my own eulogy. How about that? Just play it. Yep. Yeah, that's, that sounds right. I did this. Right. Watch me. I find myself quantifying success in a different light every sure. single day. It's one thing that I'm like, is it kids? Is it a family? Is it the apartment? Is it the square footage? Is it my weekend house? You know, is it physical? Is it something intangible? I don't know what it is yet, but... I, I grapple with that every day. And as a business owner, do you find yourself being like, I know you said you have a number, but is success defined by how well your company's doing or how good you feel about it? That's what I mean. So are, are we, do we find ourselves in a little bit of, I'm stressed out right now emotionally, but I'm succeeding this other thing. Is there a happy meeting? I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I think that I, it's in my nature to be goal oriented, you know, and like right. for me, if it does, you can't measure it, it doesn't count. I'm very much that person. But also as I've gotten older and I've gotten further down in this process, so much of it is based on how I want to feel. You know, even the way that I, I approach goal setting is based and rooted in how I want to feel and in the metrics of ease. And what I mean by the metrics of yeah. ease is I no longer believe that things that are meant for you should be hard. 
there should be an ease to everything. There should be an ease to, if you're in a relationship, there should be an ease to it. It shouldn't be a fight every day. You know, if it's, if you're walking in your purpose, you should just be able to walk it. Sure. There will be bumps along the road, but that actual walking of that path should not be hard. So for me, it really comes down to how I'm feeling. There are days in the business where we've definitely been in the red and everything's been a mess. And there've been days where I've I've considered shutting it down. And I'm having a conversation with myself of, if I needed to shut this down because it's going so badly, what are the first steps I have to take? And every time I have those thoughts, every time my phone will ding and I'll have a new order. Or someone will send me a tweet with their photos or their before and after. It just happened the other day where I had randomly shot off this tweet. Here's the background. I bought a candle on accident. It was a really expensive candle. (laughs) And I didn't, it was one of those things where I was Mm -hmm, in a really expensive store that I like a lot. And I was looking at one thing that was like ridiculously expensive. And I was like, oh, no way. Just give me the candle. And I thought the candle was one price and it wound up being another, but it was too late, you know? And it was like, ugh, I'm stuck. I got to buy it The old bait and switch candle salesman got you? Yeah. And they were like, this is going to be $98. (laughs) And I was like, "Uh okay. Excuse me, but I love Uh, it. Here's my card. I mean, the card's already out. Right. I guess the cards already out. So <laughs> I, can't, I get it home and I'm like, fuck, man, what did you do? So then I don't even open it, right? Because I'm like, maybe you can return it. Like maybe Okay. I'm, I'm trying to triage this really bad financial decision that I've just made. Uh-huh. So eventually I'm like, eh, the damage is done. It's been a week and a half. I open it, right? So I open the candle and I light it and I'm like, oh, this, this is a good ass candle though. All right. It might be worth 98. All right. Cool. <laughs> so... I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about, I'm looking around my bedroom and like I spent a lot of time kind of getting it into, making it into a sanctuary. So I sent this tweet about how you should invest in your bedroom, light a candle, get some bed sheets, whatever. It was, it was just, you know, very stream of consciousness, whatever. I send the tweet. Tweet goes viral, blows up. My phone dies. It's crazy. And the other day, uh, someone actually took that tweet thread and visualized it. He sketched it out with all the tips that I had had laid out and he sent it to me. And I thought, okay, first of all, this is the coolest thing to happen all in 2020, but also you can't pay for this kind of impact. You can't pay for this kind of reach. You know, there are people who are listening to me every day. So when it gets hard and I feel like I want to quit, I have to remember that there are people who are looking to me to keep swimming because they need these little throwaway thoughts that I think aren't aren't shit. <laughs> They're actually finding so much value in them. Yeah. So that makes me feel empowered in a way that I could have never imagined. So that's when it becomes worth it. And that is success for me. What is your biggest daily challenge? I know we touched on it a little bit, but... My biggest daily challenge, I think, is just staying focused. You know, I definitely have shiny penny syndrome where I'll start one thing and be like, oh, I gotta, I gotta do this. And oh, okay, this other, oh, oh, look. <laughs> what about this over here? Um, so it's staying focused. And, and uh-huh. you know, I think that the benefit of having to have run my business and work a day job so for so long was that I only had so many hours in the day. So I had to dedicate several hours to work. Yeah. And I don't know if I got into this earlier, but, you know, in addition to being a founder, I'm, a, I'm an advertising executive and I'm also a content creator. And in my ad world life, I work with really big brands and they demand a lot. So sometimes it's a 10 or 12 hour day and then I'll come home and I got another four or five hours of work to do. So when I actually have some free time, it's like, okay, well, how do I prioritize what needs to happen 
first or what is the most immediate need? Usually it requires some manual labor. So it's like, oh, I look at my inventory and I'm like, I got to go make some stuff. <laughs> like, let's start there. Oh boy, here we go. We're out of body butter. Right. <laughs> um, but oh, yes, I got to go turn right, the Let me go put all, pull out my blender right. and put on my apron. <laughs> Put on my apron and my bonnet. Wait, do you have an apron that is specifically for body butter or just like your work apron? I have a production apron. Yeah, it's 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 house urban oh teal. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, what would what would Tiffany right. do without Tiffany exactly. Blue? Exactly, right? house urban teal. House urban teal. It's a way you to go. House urban teal. I, yeah, I put, on, I put on my apron, I put on my hairnet and my latex gloves and I get busy. I throw on some K-pop gets me motivated okay. that's my actually my secret uh, weapon is i listen uh. anytime i need to have music on in the background but i need to focus i put on k-pop because i don't know what okay. they're saying so i don't get distracted by the lyrics so i can listen to k-pop and type all the time but i and, and the melodies are great and i can kind of hum along but the you know sometimes you'll be listening to something you'll be typing right. and then that lyric ends up in the thing that you're typing because it sneaks in from the other side of your brain yeah none of that with k-pop you just get these really tight harmonies and that. some nice beats keep it moving do you find yourself knowing a little more korean when you're when you're outside you find yourself being like i'm able to understand and or chat sometimes sometimes i've I, i've learned i can ear hustle a little bit sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> all of my favorite <laughs> junk food are it's are, are asian snacks so i yeah. spend a lot of time at the uh-huh. asian supermarket uh-huh. buying all the carbs and the sugar so like all your things but what kind of influence does that have on your actual scientific method like what what do you i mean do you get influence from everywhere or are you constantly just like oh well Everything. Music, fashion, theater, but particularly South Korea. I mean, South Korea is the, it, it is the, it is the next phase yeah. of beauty. They're about five to seven years ahead of us in terms of formulations uh-huh. and ingredients. So a lot of the trends that, that you see now were already in South Korea three or four years ago. So I look to the Asian beauty market for inspiration all the time. Most uh-huh. of the products that I use that are not my own are Korean. That is fascinating. Okay. Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, sure. You've been in the marketing industry for like a decade, right? Mm-hmm. You've been doing these things for like 10 years. Do you see things from other uh, your other inspirations? Do you see like marketing tools that you could use for your own thing? Or how how is like K-pop influenced or South Korea kind of influenced your, uh, your work that you're doing on your brand? For one, we talk about the K-pop industry visually. I get so much inspiration from the music videos and the commercials that they yeah. make. There are a couple brands that I'm always just like, this is dumb. <laughs> also, in terms of packaging, too, you know, they they are sure they have streaming, but also they're still very big about the physical music buying experience. So the packaging that yeah. the, the, a lot of the K-pop bands have is phenomenal. So the way that they photograph, the way that they light, the way that they do post-production, the actual use of paper products and paper goods, the way they package things, um, I'm constantly yeah. in awe. So I'm always kind of buying things, buying imports, seeing how they how they package these things up so I can figure out how I can translate that into my own personal unboxing experience or other sort of design points of views that maybe I hadn't seen yeah. yet. Yeah, and there's a lot of independent brands there too, which is great. So you have a lot of big players you also have a lot of small players who are getting just as much traction. And that's not necessarily the same thing in the States. We're getting a lot more independent players. But once you get like 5 to 7% of the market share in America as an independent brand, one of the big guys wants to come and gobble you up because they don't want the competition. Right. So you see all the purchases from by Estee Lauder and Procter & Gamble on relatively new brands pretty quickly because they're trying to eliminate a threat. Whereas in Korea, they have a little more room to breathe and they can really build those brands yeah. before they sell off to a bigger company. Okay, so I've yeah. got a question. If Estee Lauder <laughs> or Procter & Gamble was to come to you and say, hey, listen, I want to make this thing a thing, would you? 
So we have an exit strategy and I never say never. I never say no. What I will say is I have a number because everyone has a number. There's a number that you can offer me today. And if (laughs) you hit that number, you can have all this shit. Take it. (laughs) They're not going to offer me that number. You got <laughs> not today. Well, listen. I mean, you never know, man. Not today. You never but know. You really never know. I also feel like we have a lot more work to do, and that there's. I really wanted. There are things yeah. that I have and milestones that I have for the brand that I want to build before I even entertain anything of that nature. So um, I'm open to having the yeah. conversation down the road, but as of right now, we still have a lot more work to do. So let me ask you this: If you had, mm-hmm. if somebody gave you that number. What is the one thing that you would transition to immediately? Is there another thing in the back of your mind where like, I got this, I got another thing? I have my next two businesses lined up already. Oh my God, of course you I do. I have my next two concepts ready to go. Is it in the, is it in the cosmetics no. and is it in the cosmetics industry or is it, it's adjacent, is it a completely different thing? But different. Listen, you don't have to say it on here. I just want to know because I know a lot of creative people are like, oh my God, I got this idea and then that created this idea and that idea and that idea. And now you've got like so many buckets to fill. You're like, I'm trying to be like my hero. I have so many heroes. One of them is a lady by the name of Marcia Kilgore. And Marcia, uh, she started as a personal mm-hmm. trainer in New York City in the 90s. And then she wound up opening uh, Bliss Spa, which turned yeah. into Bliss product line. And then she yeah. created a shoe called the Fit yeah. Flop. Remember that? Fit Flop? Yeah, it's like a wedge sneaker that that, that works out your calves and your legs. Oh, yeah. with, the, with the rolls. Like, yeah. you're, on the, like the, you're walking insane. That was right? her. And then she started another company called Soap and Glory, which is a bath and body line. And then she started another cosmetics company called Beauty Pie. Like uh-huh. she's, that's who I want to be when I grow up. Like she just sort of moves from space to space. And okay. she has these concepts. She executes. She gives people what she wants and she moves on. Listen, I want to move on to our last question right here because we got to wrap this thing up as much as I want to talk to you all fucking day. And that's the dead truth. I get to sit here and bullshit with you all day about this because you're fascinating to me. What is something people don't immediately understand about you? I think that... (laughs) I'm telling on myself here. I think that people don't understand that I want them to win. So sometimes when when they bring me things or they pitch things to me, I, my instinct is to poke holes in it. I'm, I'm immediately very critical. And I think people internalize that the wrong way. I'm critical because I'm asking you the questions that the person in the meeting that you want is going to ask. I'm critical because I don't want you looking stupid out here. <laughs> I'm critical because I want to make sure that you've thought through all of this before you jump out the window. And I want to save people from some of the mistakes that I've made. So people tell me all the all the time, they'll call me and be like, I have an idea. And the first thing I'll say to them is, people have ideas every day. I don't want to hear your idea. I want to see your plan for said idea. Keep your idea. How do you execute? Yeah. yeah. So it, it it's that thing. But I think that that's where I get a little misunderstood. But it's really coming from a place of, no, I want you to be battle tested and ready because you're going to get knocked down. And I want you to have an understanding of your why, why you're doing this. I want you to make sure that you have a belief in the thing that you're selling. And I want to believe in it as well, but I can't believe in it until you're actually ready and you've thought through this. So I think that would probably be the thing that's, you know, iron fist, velvet glove again, like it's, it's all from a place of love, but I want to make sure that you understand that the world doesn't care. You need to be show ready when you show up. Show ready. Everything comes back to the creative arts. I'm yeah in love with you. My wife, Same. she might disagree, but <laughs> you know what? Like, I'm here for you. <laughs> uh, this has been absolutely phenomenal. Thank you so much for coming on here. And like, 
sharing your wisdom with us from the business to the uh, to the creative to your quippy fucking one-liners of genius. Like you are every single thing that we wanted today and needed. So we really, really, really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You guys are doing such great work. And I also just want to say that uh, I know you've touched on this previously, yeah. but I feel like this podcast is really, it's, I was so happy to come on because the ethos is something that I support in that, you know, your mentors are all all over the place, right? You don't necessarily have to meet them. It doesn't have to be a formal mentor relationship. And I think you're providing a really wonderful platform for that. So we're grateful for you. Thank you. That's what we got. Yo, uh, Asan, where where can we find you on social? If you want people to see you, where can we find you? So you can find us at House Urban. It's H-A-U-S urban u-r-b-a-n like the store we all used to love um everywhere and then if you want to follow me personally uh, my youtube channel is hey hassan on youtube and my instagram is hey underscore hassan and uh that's where we just have fun and we do reactions and we talk shit so fix your face and then come hang out with us oh you're the best thank you so much for coming out today it's been such a gift to have you on here thank you guys have a wonderful day appreciate it Oh my God, Emily, like how ridiculous was that? I know we were just talking about this kind of on our, in, our our break here, but like how many more questions did you have for him about skincare? So many more. And that interview just flew right by. They were like, I know. there was not enough time to chat. Right, of course we missed our co-host Jess Ryan on this one, but you know, she missed out, you know, like we blame, we blame uh, WeWork. I blame you, WeWork, for not having our friends here to learn about other cool friends that we've just made uh, about the uh, house apothecary. And God, he's talk about someone you've learned so much through every facet of your life and we have a lot of guests on here who have kind of fought their way up tooth and nail you know learning as we go kind of stuff but he's taken parts of every part of his life and instituted into his business model and into the infrastructure of what he does and i find that so cool and i've used the word fascinating a thousand times during this podcast mm-hmm. and i don't care because it's going to be the ding word of the day andrew's ding word of the day fascinating i am fascinated <laughs> by someone who can find a void in in your space whatever it is there's a, there's a need there create a product based around that need because you are someone who's like I know I can do this I know in my heart and my bones that I can go into my kitchen and I can make things because I have a baser knowledge of another form right chemistry or whatever I know a little bit about essential oils that's what kind of got him started down the road that's what I find again fascinating yes hashtag ding word of the day (laughs) hashtag andrew's ding word of the day absolutely and i you know i've had some conversations with friends recently about um sometimes we personally have these own social construction values on some jobs and some positions you know this is my like this is my day job like i don't care about it or whatever or it's just you know a side hustle on my way to something else but you know, you can learn from every single part of that and and right. apply it to whatever it is that you do end up like moving towards. You know, I, yeah. I love that idea and I love that he touched on that as well. It's phenomenal to me too that he comes from like a marketing, you know, he he created his own like kind of brand in the marketing world and created this thing where he was, you know, poking holes in people's theories, but not in like a way that was negative. It's it's definitely for growing purposes. And I like that pragmatic approach to everything. People are just so thin skinned these days. You're like, oh, you've got an idea. Now I'm going to go, you know, somebody tells you that it's not good. It's not that it's not good. It could be better. They're trying to make you better. And I love that he's a very, he's like a big pragmatist when it comes to that kind of thing. Like that was, that was kind of eye opening to me as well. Mm. And like how he discussed how it was like big box marketing is about the marketing and not the product anymore. 
you know, larger companies and things like that. I found that right. highly interesting as well. The way when he discussed, um, it's uh, you're you're grasping at something, but you're losing sight of your product. And I think that like he did a really good job of really staying true to what he's doing and who it's geared for, and like the slow growth of the company. Hassan had a great uh, mindset on how to curate and uh, have that culminate in something that he's he's going to sell eventually and or his company's just going to blow up because he's he's doing it the correct way very cool just so much to learn from him um and if you want to continue to follow him and learn more about house urban you can follow them on twitter that's at h-a-u-s urban u-r-b-a-n um you can also go on instagram under the same handle or follow his personal page at Hey underscore Hassan. And what did he say about it? He was like, oh, we just do like we talk shit. We have some fun, like you do know, some on his own personal thing. That was so much fun. I'm like, I'm literally going to go follow it right now because I think that could be hilarious. I've seen some really fun reaction videos to some skincare routines on there. So I would check it out if uh, I were you. <laughs> definitely check him out. And you know, if you want to see more of us, head over to Twitter and follow us at TM2C Podcast. Ask your questions for our upcoming guests. You can also let us know about someone smart and cool you follow online that you think that we should talk to. And that's it for this episode of Take me to coffee now it's your turn oh no check out new episodes every tuesday on your favorite podcast in skibbity paps two for special bonus content join our coffee club over at patreon www.patreon.com slash tm2c podcast your contribution helps us continue to make this podcast for you with you and completely ad free nobody tells us what to do because we do it on our own and we do it the way we want to three download these episodes and leave us a review so we can emerge from those deep dark corners of the podcast club podcast swap. I'm Emily. I'm Andrew. And we'll see you next week. You have